Welcome to season two of the unfamiliar shift with Ariella, the boutique lifestyle leaders associations, hospitality show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how its top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world. Each season, I bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies, ideas, and innovations in the hospitality industry, primarily the boutique community. I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality. This episode is sponsored by Solanus, the property management solution for boutique hotels. In this episode, we uncover the journey and vision behind one of the most distinctive luxury hotel brands in the world, Zanier Hotels. Join us as we sit down with the mastermind himself, Arnaud Zanier. From humble beginnings to establishing some of the world's most serene and unforgettable hotel experiences, Arnaud delves deep into the philosophy that drives his brand, emphasizing simplicity, authenticity, and respect for local heritage. With properties ranging from Cambodia to the majestic Namibia, Zanier Hotels showcases a rare blend of sophisticated design and genuine hospitality. Tune in to learn about the intricacies of the luxury hotel industry, Arnaud's unique approach to sustainability, and the future endeavors of Zanier Hotels, a conversation not to be missed for any travel aficionado or budding hotelier. Welcome back to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. I am joined today with Arno Zanier, founder of Zanier Hotels, tuning in from London. Welcome, Arno. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, morning, morning for us. Uh, early afternoon. Evening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna go in the middle. <laughs> but so I want to just jump right in. Um, yeah. I am a huge fan of your hotels. I mean, probably some of the most beautiful hotel imagery I've ever seen have come from your properties. Thank you very much. Um, why don't you, why don't we begin with, can you describe the concept of your um, boutique hotel collection? It started about 10 years ago, a bit more than 10 years ago now, um, where I felt that um, we're missing on the luxury uh, hospitality market um, a more humble approach. Mm -hmm. um, we were in 2010-11 at the time when we were thinking about going into this hotel market and a lot of the big brands, the international brands uh, on the luxury market were really targeting an end consumer looking for uh, a lot of sensation, grander, bigger and uh, I felt that my generations as we were traveling with friends and family were looking for a different type of uh, of approach to luxury with a more immersive uh, experience uh, while traveling around the world um, and um, and a more humble towards this luxury with a very honest uh, approach as well. I think it was very important to me, I realized, as a, as a consumer while traveling myself. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, how the, the story really started uh, in 2012 with the opening of Le Chalet. Wow. And so how many properties do you have now? So now we have five properties that are opened and we have uh, two projects in the pipeline. Um, it's it's um, we've been very lucky because uh, the progress and the evolution of the brand went through uh, 
different um, encounters and uh, opportunities, really. Um, we never really looked into the next uh, project as they were coming towards us. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, Mejev Le Chalet was our first property. This one, we worked on it and, and uh, put the, the, the product on the market in 2012. And it was um, very important to uh, for us to also test this approach on a more international scene. So that's why after Mejev, we felt that it was important to uh, to go to a, to a market where um, the big brands were there in order to test our, um, our positioning. So we went to Simrap and, um, and uh, created Pumbatang, which was our second uh, hotel as a resort. And, uh, and straight away, we had quite a good success. And uh, of course, we were more than lucky because uh, one of my first guests was the uh, Angelina Jolie, who stayed huh. with us all for months. Wow. And uh, of course, it helped us a lot. Uh, um, and because she, she really uh, fell in love with uh, with the approach and with our product um, in Simrep. So uh, uh, it gave us uh, even more um, enthusiasm to continue yeah. and uh, further develop this brand. Wow, that's incredible. Um, I love yeah. that she was your first guest. <laughs> Yeah, and this is how um, you know to come back on the subject. This is how we went on to the next uh, adventure, which was Namibia, uh, because she proposed me to go to Namibia um, because she had some friends, and she said you're gonna love the country. You have to see it. I'm sure it fits your brand and DNA. And she was right. So this is how we ended up opening two lodges in Namibia. Wow, that is like truly listening to your guests and trusting um, in their yeah. opinion <laughs> and where they think. Yeah. Because I think they know if you, you know, it's like you have a fan of Zanier Hotels and that they actually yeah, want you to you, grow. I, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, people that, uh, um, because we are such a still a young brand, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our guests staying with us, stay with us for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and and for them, it's a, it's a big discovery because, of course, they know the big names, the Yaman, the Manorian Oriental, the Six Senses of the world, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and um, when they stay with us, they say, wow, who are you? You know, where are you coming from? Because I never heard of you. And, uh, mm -hmm. and really the service, the experiences, uh, the approach is really one of a kind. And uh, I personally received email from guests nearly you know every week now uh of people staying in one of our property and and thanking me for having created those places and so it's quite rewarding and uh, because as you can imagine creating one of a kind every time it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time it does and I, a lot of time. yes and i think a lot of i think we're kind of missing that in the world of boutique i think we're trying to put it in a box and be like, okay, yeah. how do we, this is boutique. Now, how do we mm. replicate this? Because this worked in one area. I mm. believe it doesn't mean it's going to work everywhere. And like you're saying, it's one of a kind. Um, and I think we've been losing that because we've been so focused on growth. But um, yeah. I really love the slow approach to building mm. these hotels. And I really admire that because you just don't see that a lot anymore. Um, no. And that's, yeah. that's, that's why you're it's, here today. You know, most of the brands are integrated in big groups where yeah. the motivation is more financials and, mm -hmm. you know, fast returns and, 
And I'm lucky to uh, have been able to create this business with my family behind. So mm. every hotel belongs to us up to now. Um, uh, so all the five uh, first Zen hotels belongs to us. So we could develop this product exactly as we want it. Um, and uh, now the challenge is going to be the next phase where mm -hmm. we have um, now other investors, other yeah. families that are interested to invest into our brand, meaning uh, signing management contract with us, uh, which we did our first management contract. We signed it two years ago mm -hmm. with a very, very ambitious project coming in uh, for an opening in 26, mm -hmm. early 26 which is on a private island in the south of France. And it will be the first and only hotel, five-star hotel on a private island in the south of France. Wow. So uh, in 2026, it will be the opening of the year. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. A lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure, and especially that, uh, you know, it's for uh, quite a, a well-known and wealthy French family that we, uh, we're doing that. So that is our first management contract. So for sure. Uh, it's a slightly different game when you, yeah. you know, you don't create for yourself and uh, financing yourself, you're the product. Now you have to also exchange with the investor. You have to make them understand where you're going, make sure that they trust your choices mm -hmm. um, in order to uh, keep the soul of the brand. And it's, for me, it's very, very important. You know, I will never sign a management contract and go on a product that doesn't match or DNA or philosophy or approach uh, or image. Mm, I love that. That's integrity. Concession. It's very, very important where you're building a brand mm -hmm. because we're still in the early stage of building a brand. And I hope that this will work through the next 10 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, then the Tao will be considered as, as, you know, one of the key luxury brands in the world. So wow. it takes time. It does take time. So you're yeah. saying moving forward, um, you're kind of testing this out where someone else owns the property, you're managing it, but if yeah. all goes so well, that's how we you want always to grow. Design. It's very okay. important. You know, when okay. we get into a project like we did in the first fight with us, mm -hmm. we always create a concept, do all the interior design ourselves. Mm -hmm. We normally work with local architects because of course for the permits and all that, that you yeah. have to, um, and then uh, and then operate, sell, market uh, the product. So we do from A to Z. Um, and, uh, and for other investors, we do the same, less and, and not, sorry, the only thing we would not do is the, uh, the investment, but uh, all the process is the same. Okay, wow, so that's very interesting. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask you, did I see that you also opened up like uh, homes, Zanier Homes as well? Yeah, we call it uh, Zenia Private Estate. Okay. So uh, we found the opportunity after the COVID where we uh, really felt that a lot of uh, big families traveling together, you know, multi-generational mm -hmm. family uh, love to stick together yeah. in a place, but don't really need to be uh, in a hotel. And mm -hmm. as long as they have all the experiences, all the services mm -hmm. within that private estate, they would prefer, I mean, some people would prefer this uh, this choice. So um, we've started about a year and a half ago now, mm -hmm. and it's working super well. Uh, so we've started with uh, with uh, some of our private estates, such as the vineyard in the south of France, the vineyard in Portugal, uh, the chalet as well in Megev. Then uh, in Menorca, we have a couple of properties. So one um, uh, has been put on the market, placed on the market, 
a year and a half ago. It's the second season. Uh, it's it's moving, and for next season already, fifty percent of the dates are fully booked. So uh, it's it's working more and more. Oh wow, that's uh, we're incredible! We're going to open another property in Mauritius at the mm -hmm. end of the year by um, by the end of this year mm -hmm. so um, and we're trying to grow this portfolio of uh, private estate because uh, uh, we see a big uh, a big big potential really um, yeah so mm -hmm. do you do you you own this do you, or do you have investors with these so it depends some okay. of the houses that you see we own like the hotels mm -hmm. and for example the one in Mauritius we don't own we do it for another investor mm -hmm. Uh, at the moment, we are talking also to a potential family in Italy. Um, I mean, you know, we have some talks with other investors, one mm -hmm. in the south of France as well. Um, I've been visiting this summer. Um, so and there's one in Cannes, maybe. Um, so th there's a lot of opportunities as well for those private estates. Um, okay. Because you have those big families that own those beautiful properties, but they use it like a couple of weeks per year. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and they're fed up managing all the problems, uh, all the maintenance, mm -hmm. all the uh, staff issues. Mm -hmm. um, so we come in and we just deal with all those issues. Um, and on top of that, we find potential customers to send their properties so that uh, you know they get a return on the on the investment of the property and um, interesting. And, and also remove all the uh, all the difficult. Yeah. The, the less enjoyable things that you have to <laughs> yes. manage when you own such big properties of course well yeah and so, also but also hotels like what you're doing where you're managing it's the same you know yeah. for us it's the same approach we have the teams we have the sales mm -hmm. channels we have the marketing tools so uh so mm. we felt it was uh, it was interesting to add on uh and now a word from our sponsor Solanus is an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit solanis.com to get started. And now back to the show. In the world of luxury homes, where are you listing the properties for the private estates? The private estates, we yeah. are, so it's or on a website, of course, so okay. uh, our customer base of the hotels mm -hmm. can see and for example, this summer, we had a couple of people that have stayed in Namibia, some in, Namib mm. in Asia, yeah. who decided to, uh, somebody from Australia who stayed not a long time ago uh, in Namibia with us in the hotel, mm. and they've seen that we had those property, came for two weeks from Australia in oh. New York. Wow. So, uh, so, of course, we've got those direct bookings. Yeah. And then on top of it, we try to work with partners like we do in uh in the hotel business you mm -hmm. know you work with um travel agencies mm -hmm. dmt store operators mm -hmm. to book your hotels it's the same with uh with um more uh you know rental uh, agencies um mm -hmm. and uh, and conciergerie a lot of conciergerie also uh brings good business for this private estate okay wait um, hold on so tools, yeah. do you mean is, is that concierge 
Wait, sorry? What, what is what is the, I'm sorry, you know I don't know French. The conciergerie, what is this? What is that? No, I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean, the conciergerie is kind of, um, you know, like you have an hotel, a concierge, somebody yeah. you go, you ask for anything and they find it for you. Ah, so okay. uh, <laughs> you have that sort of services now online, on, on, on apps mm -hmm. and uh, where they have their network of uh, you know wealthy people and and they hmm. like the the the, the back card from you know Amex or the those Mastercard those special yeah. so you have those services of what I, I call it conciergerie mm -hmm. um, that brings also good business towards those private estate. Okay, wow, I'd never heard of that before. So that was very interesting. Um, I do. I think it is very similar, though, when we look at hotels and then private estates. Um, so mm -hmm. I love that we're having this conversation. I do want to jump back on the hotel side. Can yeah. you take us back to 2011 when you opened up your first property? And what was that experience like? What were lessons learned that you can share with our listeners? Um of course the first product is always uh very important because um you have to make sure that all the philosophy all um you know the, the positioning of your product is right and uh and that you identify your own niche i think i mean i always believe uh, i worked in fashion before so mm -hmm. uh, it's it's always believed that you have to bring a difference in the market you know mm -hmm. if you just do the same thing as your neighbor then what's the point or you know the only point of difference will be on the prices or maybe you know but it's very important for me to uh, to create so mm -hmm. with uh, zen hotel i felt that uh, we really brought um own approach uh and uh and especially at the time in 2011 when it was uh, not so common to think about um you know, uh, immersive uh, experiences and uh, being local, understanding and, and bringing all the local elements within the concept of the hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, uh, you know, uh, all the big brands were just copying, you know, one concept to another into and brought mm -hmm. those concepts into a market, uh, you know, from New York to, to Phnom Penh in Cambodia and doing exactly the same, which I found it a bit shame because yeah. every country every culture has so much to offer mm -hmm. and for a, a traveler when uh, you travel or you want to experience the country you want to learn you want to know more so for me is um yeah concept one was uh, really trying to bring this difference uh on the scene um and uh which we did and this is how we we've been able to position the product in Majev. uh Especially at the time, we, we positioned ourselves quite expensive because it was only 12 rooms. Um, so uh, we really um, wrote product with, uh, with a very high-end service. Mm. But when I, you know, when I say high-end service, for me, is also a very uh, honest service. I don't know if it's the right word, but mm -hmm. um, I like the human approach. I, I'm, somebody that is as a service is can be very good but serve without a soul without a spirit mm -hmm. um and you have somebody that is not as perfect uh, a waiter that they won't be as perfect but has real soul is passionate by, about his job mm -hmm. um and and want to communicate with with the guests and for me this is 
the profile that we'll pick because it mm. makes a, a totally different um, experience toward the product. Yes. And uh, if you look at uh, comments for guests through our different hotels, they talk a lot uh, with a very, very positive word about our staff and about our teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can, because this is this is how you make your the stay of your guests um, even better. Uh, you can have a beautiful hotel, you can have good food, mm-hmm. but if you don't have a staff that participate, create, and elevate the experience to another level, then you you miss the point. I think. So, what are some um, boutique hotel operations tips? that you can give um, maybe those just entering into the operations world um, that you've learned? Because I agree that it's it's a people business. And um, I think we're losing that as we, come, as we become so obsessed with design and technology mm-hmm. that we're losing the people side of this. That, now there's a balance. Design, of course, is important, of course. And technology, yeah. I believe, just enhances um, like it, it gets rid of the busy work, like AI gets rid of the busy work so that a general manager can truly be the host. Um, but do you have any tips? I, think, um, I, I believe that, uh, but maybe I'm wrong, huh? but I personally believe that our uh, sector, the uh, tourism and hospitality is given by, you know, more than yeah. 50% of your experience will be um, mm. rated by the person that will welcome you, that will, um, you know, uh, give you the different experiences. And uh, I don't think it will change. You can add on some technical tools Mm -hmm. who can help the staff, who can optimize uh, their work. Um, But the the contact with a guest is essential and it cannot be replaced by any app or, or any tools. Uh, of a kind because when people are traveling they travel to also and more and more Mm -hmm. they travel to meet with local communities with local people to understand where they're from how they live Um, and this is what we are trying uh, within our our concept to make this uh, sharing uh, even easier for the guests with our staff and with the local communities Mm -hmm. and that's why we bring a lot of experiences um, within our hotels to uh, to blend the, the local culture with um, with our approach with our structure um, I think it's uh, it's very uh, very important today yes you can see that more and more customers are looking for that anyway yes. so I think we, we came in at the right time with the day, <laughs> those ideas uh, <laughs> we were probably a bit early in 2011 and 12 mm-hmm. uh, but it was good to uh, found the brand based on those key values that are already the main values, the main values that guests are looking for today mm-hmm. Yes, when they're traveling. So, You've got the well-being approach as well that is becoming mm-hmm. very, very important, but it's, for me, part of the also uh, um, blending the local community and local culture with uh, with all guests. It's, it's part of the well-being uh, to understand, to mm-hmm. see, to... Uh, also part- participate you know when we have guests coming in uh, or reserving amanda for example they are kind of participating in, uh, in kind of a regenerative um traveling um because we have this conservation action mm-hmm. uh where they can participate they can 
go for uh, you know 24 hours with our anti-poaching team to understand you know uh, what is their purpose to protect the rhinos that we have in the reserve um, and so on. I mean, um, in, in Vietnam, you've got those fishermen uh, living in the villages around, and uh, we bring guests into the village. We have some deals with uh, some families who welcome our guests who are going to cook for them so they can spend half a day to understand how they live, how they work, um, and of course, by uh, participating in, into those experiences, they will give back uh, also to the local communities, which is uh, very important. Yes, I agree. I also believe in regeneration. Um, mm. We are talking about that more and more as an association about how do you build a regenerative hospitality business? Because in my viewpoint is that regeneration is like the next step to sustainability. It's like where that work exactly. actually takes place. Sustainability, we can talk about it all we want and it's become yeah. trendy. There's so much greenwashing on the market, but regeneration, yeah. like like there's no like going around it or making making the numbers look like this XYZ. Regeneration is where the true work comes in. Um, so I love that you also um, are using that word yeah. and that we mindset. Have in in Cambodia, for example, we, we are in collaboration with uh, some orphanage houses and schools. Mm -hmm. So people are going to help the kids. They can bring stuff for the kids as well. So we're really trying to 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 build up uh, within the experience menu a lot of those um, specific uh, experiences to understand and to know better um, uh, the local culture and the local communities. Yes, very, very important um, because, you know, something that is just a reality is that when we're building hotels, there's also something called gentrification. I know it's so taboo to talk about in our industry, but I think it's really important. Like we, when you're building, you are shifting a local community. So instead of just like, you know, making your mark and being like, we're going to do it this way, but that it's this collaborative approach with the people who yeah. are from there and live there. Um, but yeah. I know that, well, this is why we're also educating investors, because what we see is a lot of pushback with investors who are saying, well, that takes money, that takes effort. But I think it's just that communication with your stakeholders. I don't think it, it, I don't think it takes so much money. I think it takes mm -hmm. effort, for sure. Mm -hmm. It takes creativity. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure it takes more money. Okay. I think you can do things well. Yeah. Uh, I mean for the past 10 years i've been investing the the money of my family on yeah. those hotels and uh, i've been managing myself directly construction sites and mm -hmm. budgets and everything and i i really believe that do things much better for the environment for the local communities without spending more money I but of course this. you need to be willing to do it yeah. and to think a bit more to be a bit more creative uh, mm -hmm. you have to think out of the box it's nothing standard. Uh, so yes, it's a bit more complicated, but yeah. it's possible. I love that. Okay, investors, you heard that. Doesn't necessarily take more money. Um, no. And Arno, just to finish off, I kind of want to go back in time um, to end our podcast. So you come from the fashion world. And I, I see so many similarities with fashion and hospitality. But can mm -hmm. you talk to us about your journey into entering um, the hospitality industry and any lessons that you've been able to take from your career in fashion and implement it into your career in hospitality? Um, it's, 
for me, the, the creative process always been uh, uh, at the center of my work. It's, mm. uh, it's something that I really enjoy. And today I'm working on every single pro new project uh, behind the design team. I'm following every step, reviewing every single plan, every single purchase that we do. Um, so it, it, on that side, it was not so difficult because it was really my passion. And um, as it was one of the key pillars to create also an environment that was a bit different. So the interior design and the deco and the storytelling and all of that um, um, was one of the key elements and was not so difficult because coming from the fashion industry, I think you are trained your brain and, your, um, and yourself um, to create, to bring an experience to your guests, to, uh, to have an approach to. So it was very similar, in fact. Um, mm -hmm. Now, of course, on the more hotelier side uh, of the business, I've learned a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. and I'm still learning every day yeah. because uh, I've never been to any hotelier school. I never studied this subject. I just um, worked with the teams in creating every single of those projects. As you can imagine, challenges are different from Europe to Asia, Asia to Africa. People and your staff react differently, so you have to adapt. Even mm -hmm. if you have an idea, you cannot automatically uh, implement it the same way mm -hmm. um, because, because the team react differently, and um, so you have to adapt. So for sure, one thing that, because in my case, <laughs> I went through... Um, the uh, let's say not the easiest road because we've opened five hotels on th three different continents so mm. every time is, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. you have a learning curve yes um building an hotel in the mountain Megev doesn't bring the same challenges than bringing a lodge in the middle of the desert in mm. namibia which mm -hmm. is more than six hours drive from the capital city as you can imagine <laughs> different problems different challenges yeah. so um but to me, I just enjoy it. For me, it's an adventure. Every project is a new adventure. And this is what I really, I enjoy the ride. Oh. That's what I do. For me, it's not about having an, a new hotel open, but it's, it's the entire process of understanding a place, you know, visiting for the first time a site, creating the project, and then building it the way you imagined initially and make sure that it will give the same sensation, the same um yeah the same the same special um feeling that i had the first time every time i visit a new site or a new building mm. and trying to translate into an hotel yeah. that will give the same sensation to uh to our guests i love um, that something you said though that really resonated with me was to enjoy the ride that's something i also yeah. believe you know there's like that quote that so many celebrities have said but for me it's Kobe Bryant who said it who said you know life is not about the destination it's about yeah, the journey about the travel the trip yeah the journey exactly. yeah it's like you have That's to enjoy it, it and every hotel is the same you know it's a process of nearly five years and at the time you identify a side to the hotel is opening mm -hmm. and 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 guests can uh, experience the, the hotel it's it's a long journey five years it's a lot of work it's a lot of doubt and uh, until you can see the product working or not yeah so you really have to enjoy the ride it's uh, otherwise <laughs> <laughs> it's, being an hotelier it's a lifestyle 
pro project. You know, it's uh, mm. been working already 12 years. I've got only five hotels. I've got two in the pipeline. So let's yeah. see by the end of my life how many hotels we will have achieved. But um, it, it, you have to enjoy it. If you don't, then yeah. too bad. <laughs> I mean, to do you see yourself doing this for like another 10 years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I hope. I'm very, very much what I'm doing for me. So, uh, yeah, that's mm. my life. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful way to end this podcast. Thank you, Arno, so much. This was such a lovely conversation. I absolutely admire what you've built and the integrity that you hold with yourself, your team, and your properties is just so incredible. So thank you for all the work that you, you do. And I hope to, to see you in person one of these days over all these years. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Arno. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, bla.org. And thank you to Solanas for sponsoring today's show.